Welcome back to the Silo Podcast. In this episode, me and Gavin talk about the importance and value of podcasting. In this season of life, for both me and Gavin, we've tried to be more intentional with the pace of our lives. From podcasting, we see this relational, this conversational piece of media that has just been so valuable for our lives, and we wanna share with you how we think it can impact you as well. Can't wait for you to listen. Yeah, you gotten used to it? Yeah. I feel like I, I'm like, me too, bro. Did I? And I, like, sorry. No, go ahead. You were talking. I was like, I just have such a flat, like, just pristine ring. Yeah. Like, it doesn't have a ton of detail. So, like, when I scratch it up, you notice it a lot mm. more. Do you have like um? I have like a silicone one yeah. if I wanted to like do like outdoor work and stuff. Gotcha. But I mean, I can get this buff for for free anyway. So. Oh, you really? Yeah. That's it's awesome. like a family run store that we got ours from. So like, they take care. That's cool. I don't know. That's cool. What were you gonna say? Oh, I was just saying like I've I don't know like you were talking about how like you've like done yeah. that, but like I accidentally cracked my windshield because I forgot <laughs> <laughs> I forgot that really? I had the ring on. What'd you do? Uh, you like hit your windshield? Yeah. So we were in the car, Jess and I, on our way to church, um, <laughs> and for fusion. I think it was speaking on rest and uh, <laughs> no. just like when she gets bit by mosquitoes, she like swells up pretty mm. badly. Um, and so like often I'm like, I'll go full like, oh, you I'm go protecting yeah. it. Like I don't care. Like whatever is going to happen is going to happen. It was on the windshield inside of mm. like we parked or we were at like a light or something. And I was like, there it is. So I went like, I'm so used to doing it with my le- like left hand when, with bugs. Cause you know, I'm more mm. dominant with my right with driving. So I hit it and I forgot that <laughs> I had the ring on and it made like a little like star crack in the oh, windshield. what? Yeah. You think a windshield would be like more protective yeah, than, than a thought. human going like this. Yeah, I didn't even hit it that hard. Yeah. And it like a little strong. like one You're inch crack. I remember, I remember you, you, you sent me a voice memo and you're like, bro, just got your message. I was just doing push-ups, So I didn't, I wasn't able to like pick up like your call earlier or whatever. I'm like, bro, bro's getting no. swole over here. No. Now, next thing you know, he's over here just going like bro, this and breaking windshields. Well, they could generally like <laughs> it, the ring, bro. Like I have, that's what I was curious. It's the power of marriage. Yeah. <laughs> breaking windshields. I was like, no, no. Uh, but like it, we got it replaced. Uh, was it a, like a, you replaced the whole windshield? I had to because if it's on the it driver's yeah, side, the, it's like hazard. it's an intense hazard. Even if they like fill it up and yeah, fix it. so it wasn't even a scrape. Like no, it was like, like a full, it was like, it was like, like maybe like highway. yeah, like centimeter like, to yeah. dent in the inside of the windshield. That's and I had to like get it fully replaced. Yeah, that's what I was curious of. No, like, yeah, I, I haven't. With your I ring. haven't had the strength of marriage, you know. Just, <laughs> take anyone out yet unfortunately like if you got like because i don't know like mine's mine's a thicker like heavier ring mm-hmm. i don't know how like thick i mine has a good weight to it but like it's not super like like I, you can play with it but yeah. my hand is small in general so like bro i don't even know if i can get mine off without like i feel like i like play with mine all the time don't I hurt yourself to get, on like, cameras ah there we go <gasps> oh yeah Oh yeah, that's a beefy boy. Yeah, it's a beefy I boy. I love it though. Like I wish I had that kind of weight on mine. It's so much fun because yeah. like then I can just like Oh yeah. And have fun with the it. The tinkering is unreal. Yeah. But it is it's 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 heavy. And I think I might have gone like a size a little small, but really just because it's so hard to get right. off. I was gonna say like two now. I've I realize when my hands get super swollen. Yeah. Or like I get like if hiker's I get salty hand or things or yeah. something. Yeah. Like when you go hiking and it just turns into sausages kind of stuff. Yeah. Like I notice immediately like, oh, I'm a little warm in the hand today. Huh? Yeah. <laughs> and it's, it's something that I'm like, ah. but I don't know. Yeah. But this is. I, I love was it. Curious. The build quality is. Yeah. Yeah. Family. It was like a business that they like whole thing is they like eco sourced everything. So this is mm-hmm. actual wood, mm-hmm. recycled wood, for, like the same as my guitar. Right. My acoustic guitar. And this is like a thick, durable um, metal, like all from like reused, recycled ingredients, which is so cool. Perfect. But yeah, Jess found it. I would have never. She was the one that chose it. She was like, do you like this? And I was like, I love that. (laughs) That's exactly. (laughs) Oh, yeah. So 
Yeah, I remember going into the ring store, and then we'll get into the episode. Yeah, I remember going into the ring store, and I'm like, "Yep, that one." Yeah, and Katie's like, "You want to look at anything else?" I'm like, "No, I, I really like what's going on here, just yeah. like in my size. Like, you don't want like any like fun doodads yeah. or gizmos on." And I'm like, "No, I just mm. want something flat, like yeah. rigid. It's nice and weighted, and that did it." And and she went and got hers like resized and like picked out different times yeah. like four times we went in or something and every time she's like did you want to look at any other rings i'm like nope i gotta that's figure it, it out. <laughs> that's awesome man that's my one but yeah so i love it i love it that yeah that's a really cool one and you you have like silicone ones too, yeah. just in case yeah. yeah so if you ever like you'd want another i can always shoot over like where she got it from oh yeah because it's mean, they had like really simple ones too mm -hmm. but yeah it's it's cool i dig it i cool. dig it likewise but i was i was curious because yeah. i had to get used to it for a little mm -hmm. bit because i was like i can't like like this is different now yeah when you squeeze so it makes me want to like get more like just ornamental rings yes. too i'm like i look kind of so sick doing that. this yeah <laughs> like you wake up and you're like oh and they're like <laughs> Oh yeah, I like I'm in the market. Now now when we go yeah. like vintage shopping, I'm like, I will look. Yeah. Because these are sick. I agree. Even, and you know Phil Payne? Yeah. Oh, his wedding well. ring was the lion that he mm. wore. That like massive yeah, yeah. lion. That was his wedding ring. I didn't know that. And he just told me that he got like this like 10K gar carrot like gold ring that has like all this and like intricate mm. designs. And I was like, I was just like Man, like who knew rings yeah. were that cool? And and you don't you don't realize I didn't realize it until I put this on. I'm like yeah. I'm looking in the mirror or like I'm doing stuff. Good. And I'm like holding stuff. I'm like, oh, it looks oh, nice. I'm a married man. Yeah. Oh, okay. All like, right. What yeah. it'll look like to have another ring on? You know. Exactly. It's so cool. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's yeah. It, it really it. It took some getting used to, yeah. Because it is like hard edges, so like yeah. it does kind of. Oh, I didn't even know. Cut. Like, is it like? No, it's not like sharp, uh, but like after wearing it for a little bit, it can yeah. dig a little bit. But yeah. I'm like, it's part of it. Yeah, I'm experience pain. <laughs> I'm into it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, <laughs> marriage requires some level of it, right? <laughs> this is the only one. I'm the only marriage pain I want to experience. Yeah, I agree. Those like with Jess's, like because it's like shaped the way that it is like certain areas of it like put mm -hmm. a little bit more pressure mm -hmm. she was like this is nothing <laughs> so i was like all right like it's just interesting like rings are cool mm -hmm. now it makes sense why people wear them yeah know? summary of of our past 10 yeah. minutes rings are cool they are cool <laughs> they especially are. the weighted ones that you're Dude. like Ooh. yeah when you like yeah when you feel it mm. you just know and you know like if you slug somebody with like a weighted Ooh. ring dude 10 or times slug more. a windshield yeah you know <laughs> you know it, it was so bad like i felt so bad i was like no like why like i didn't even hit it that hard like it literally was just like and yeah. it like that's whack but it's glass. Um, yeah, I think in I'm my glad mind, I thought paid it was for it. like yeah. indestructible. Mm -hmm. But it makes sense then why in movies, well, like when yeah. people get in like accidents, the glass shatters. Right. Well, I mean, on like the hardness scale or whatever, I don't yeah. know exactly what your metal is, but it might rank harder than glass. You wow. know, like I didn't where, even it won't, think about that. where it won't scratch. Wow. Like, I didn't think about that. Right? Yeah. Because like, because there's certain metals. Yeah. Have, it's like diamond is indestructible. Yeah. Or, if you don't scratch it with another diamond or whatever, yeah, like on the roughness hardness scale. So like, yeah. I think like gold is not really up there, but like mm. silver might be or something. Yeah, so I think this was like titanium. Titanium is like probably pretty up there. I yeah. imagine. But like in that scale, I would imagine it beats glass somehow. It's like rock paper scissors shoot. You know, yeah, your your titanium just happens rock to be glass. Rock beat paper in that. <laughs> exactly. oh, no wait, not paper glass. <laughs> rock beat glass in that yeah. instant. It was. I, I just in my mind, I just always thought glass was like. Mm -hmm. There's no way. Like mm -hmm. it's thick. It's a windshield. You learn new things when you're married. You yeah. wouldn't figure that out otherwise, right? No, I wouldn't have. <laughs> and the person, and it was an easy process. He was done in like 30, 40 minutes. Mm -hmm. Replaced it because they came to you, right? That's what Safe Light is. Yeah, you can. It's go, like, like they, they have like suction like cups and like. But then you you can they can come mm -hmm. and he just came up, did it. He cut out like my. Uh, like uh, missions and stuff mm -hmm. but 
and he gave it to me. And I was like, oh, that's sick. <laughs> but yeah, he did it like it was nothing. And I think the the glass that they use is like uh, also can be used as like acoustic sound paneling. Hmm. So, bro, the inside of my car, like, so it, we can do podcasts. It's there now. amazing. Like, Chess and I were talking, and I was like, I do not hear anything but our voices. Huh. Like, this is crazy. Yeah, because it, it, like it's it's you know industrial grade. It's all that kind of stuff. Yeah. But the like the type of glass and the way they install it makes it sound like. So I'll be driving and I'm like, I'm in dead silence. Yeah. Like I, I mean, don't your hear morning anything. silent drives it, it and all of a sudden it's just silent. like silent. It's like that that room that's completely silent and people yes. go insane for staying staying yeah. in there too long. It, it's crazy. Yeah. But yeah, so all that to say, <laughs> if you crack your windshield, <laughs> could be a good experience. <laughs> Well, that's a good segue into. Uh, uh, were you, you recording know. the entire? Yeah. Time? Oh, shoot. My bad. No, what? No, stop. <laughs> Welcome to the Silo Podcast. This is the intro. Yeah, dang, I forgot. I was like, no, it's cool. Uh, it's cool. The segue is that now it's so dead. Yeah. That you can record a podcast in your car, and guess what? We're talking about podcasts today. <laughs> It works. It did it works. work. This it conversation work. ties into it. Did it did work. Dang. It just took a long exposition <laughs> yeah. to get us to where we needed to be, Jeez. which is totally worth it. Yes. I was completely like, <laughs> I was like, we haven't even started yet. And then now we are. <laughs> now we are. Now cool. we are. Well, welcome to the podcast episode, everyone. Welcome. Uh, we're talking about podcasts. So you could say this is podcastception. Yes. Um, but Podca- two podcasters talking about podcasts while they're on a podcast well, that's distributed to the podcast world. Podcastception. Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> that's so good. <laughs> like, I feel like we just talked off camera about podcasting. Yes. And I think for me this year with podcasting, I wanted to take it to a whole new level mm. because I want to do more podcasting because I've been consuming more podcasts. Yes. And like the value that they've given to my life has been so like incredible. And I feel like I want to master that art. One yeah. as a, as like a creative and two as like a videographer Yeah, uh, as podcasts move to more video. Yeah. And so like, like you see in, in the last few episodes of this, se- uh, this season, like they've all been video. They've all been mm. like lit properly. Beautifully um, produced by you. Sure. Yeah. Thank yes. you. Yes. <laughs> and, and so this is no different, but we wanted to get into like the importance of podcasting. So like, mm. I know earlier this year we've talked about like how bad we want to like move into producing podcasts. Yes. And I feel like that's so like still on my mind. I'm like, I just want to buy gear to make podcasts because people man. have stories to tell and like knowledge to share yeah. and they're not the easiest to consume. I feel like no, like because they're so long form it, it's such a deep level of understanding that you have with the people that yes, like go in, but that's like buying into like a seven season show. Like, you yeah. know, these characters, well, yeah. you know what they're going to say, but they have so much to tell and so much to like say. Yes. So that's where I'm at. I'm like, yeah, once like it's hard to find new podcasts, but once you do, you're like in and like you're yeah. in that story for so long. That's so true. I didn't even think about like how difficult it actually is to find a good podcast because there's so many podcasts. Yeah, like, it, it seems saturated and it's yeah. keeping on getting more saturated, but like it's so hard to discover. Yeah, because it's not a for you page for podcasts anymore. No. Which would be interesting. Yeah. Because I know Spotify does that like a uh, couple second clips of like mm-hmm. music. But what if they did that for podcasts? Yeah. You know, if you're listening, Spotify, mm-hmm. you know, we came up with that idea. <laughs> <laughs> like uh, what's your relationship to podcasts then? Oh, man. I don't think, I think we both started getting into podcasting right around the same time. Really? Yeah. Because I feel like we started talking about making podcasts and then that's when we were like well we should probably like know our base of like mm-hmm. what's going on because i was like when it came to listening to stuff it was only just music like mm-hmm. i was like i don't need to i don't want to listen to other people talk and while i'm driving i want to be like you know mm-hmm. jamming out to music and and or sitting in silence and uh until we started like engaging with it i think that's when i was like all right I want to, 
I like the way that this is, so I want to learn and mm-hmm. like engage. And then by default, began to like really enjoy podcasting. Um, you got to become a student of it, you yeah, know, to understand what works and what doesn't. Exactly, and um, I think I think we were talking about this earlier, and I didn't know that it would come in this way of the conversation. But like, I think like we grow up listening to like the radio stations mm-hmm. and like radio hosts like actually doing basically what podcasters do of like mm. oh here's an intro with some music let's talk about our guest today let's like listen to some things and so i loved that like i loved listening to our local radio stations as a kid of like i want to know like what's going on i want to know these personalities and then uh that i feel like is kind of the the um sphere has kind of changed and now podcasts have become like everybody and their mother either has started one, listens to one, or talks about one. It's like, and that's a phrase that goes around so often. It's yeah. like, oh, you're just another guy with a podcast. Yeah. Like you have things to say. Oh, what about it? Yeah. Um, I think that's so interesting because it's yeah. like, yeah, I actually do have a podcast. So what about <laughs> yeah. it? <laughs> you know? Yeah. I, it's interesting. Like I, I think it, I agree. Like it's like everyone has opinions. Yeah, everybody like, has opinions, and I think. There is merit to that kind of like, well, oh, here's just another two people like making a podcast. They want their opinions heard. But I think that almost eliminates the possibility of people actually learning something, Mm -hmm. you know, because then they're like, oh, I don't want to listen to it because everybody has another opinion. But I do like we've talked about this before. There's incredible educational value coming out of a podcast if you find the one that is good and is not just people spewing opinions or right. trying to do it because it's the thing to do. I think they're like you begin to understand the like the um, the shifting the differences between like a podcast that's there generally to educate, to encourage, etc., and then a podcast that's there like you know, just to rifle mm-hmm. and continue to feed into the podcast mentality. Right. So, when you when you think of, oh, everyone has a podcast, you yeah. think of like two college dudes that have an opinion on <laughs> yeah. on, the on frat, politics or on, like yeah, the frat music next door or, or anything. Yeah, sports. Yeah. Right. And, and you could say that that's worth nothing. You could say that's worth something. But yeah. like the matter is, is like when you are and we'll take this back to the basics, when you don't have a following the best way to grow a following is to provide value or education or something you know comedy is like maybe the three pillars there yeah but to share your opinion as a nobody say yeah it's tough to have people rally behind that yeah that's why you the the culture of vlogging doesn't Mm. exist without you having a following of people that care about you and yeah. then what you do in your normal day, you yeah. know, like I don't care about Tim down the street until yeah. he talks about his profession as a garbage man and how, yeah. how he actually impacts people as a garbage man and yeah. talks on a podcast about it. Yeah. And then I want to know more about pod, his, you know, garbage man life. Yeah. So I watch his vlogs then. Yeah. So I think for those starting out, why you don't see traction is because mm. you're not educating ed, like informing mm. or like making people laugh yeah and i agree and i think like podcasting becomes an attainable way for people to achieve those things because uh yes there is um i think we're seeing the shift of like okay podcasters are making free versions and then there's subscription-based youtube all that kind of stuff there's many spheres to it but i think for the most part there is a free access Mm-hmm. to like it you can literally download spotify or apple on your phone and look up a podcast and you can listen to it like there is there's not necessarily a i think uh incredible difficulty to get to obtain to mm-hmm. listen to it um it's a lot, i think more a lot more easier than it may have been earlier um and so because of that like educating and um informing and making people laugh and oftentimes you can learn more from people that make you laugh than people that don't like it. it there's mm-hmm. always this fear. Um, uh, there's always this balance between the two. Uh, but I think like you're, it, it's so much easier to listen in that area um, rather than like 
unfortunately, I feel like our culture has kind of shifted away from uh, some of the education, normal educational, like you go to school, you go and do mm-hmm. this, you go and do that, which I think an inherit has its benefits. But like now it's kind of like, well, how can I learn more about what's going on in real life? Typically, I feel like you hear people talking about, oh, engaging in those experiences, but then listening to a podcast that talks mm-hmm. about it. Because um, like what better way to learn from people that actually know how to do it and hear what they have to say. Mm-hmm. So I think there's also something to be said, too, that's kind of countercultural at the moment yeah. of how long they are. Yeah. Like it is going against the quick editing of a YouTube yeah. video or the information that happens in 30 seconds in a TikTok. Yeah. Like this the is scroll value. This is really like you're getting down and dirty. These podcasts don't need to have flashy titles mm. or multiple camera angles. High, high, high that we have. Like <laughs> that was it doesn't, pretty good. it doesn't need to have that. That's good. But the inherent value is the audio and that audio doesn't need to be like cut up. Like there yeah. doesn't need to be these gaps. Like these are, this is one of the more honest forms of media that we yeah. have right now. I agree. I agree. I, yeah, I would just say I agree with that. <laughs> I think it's such a good statement because I think we, it's interesting because even now, like you get, especially with what's going on in the world presently, um, excuse me. Whoa. Whoa, man. Whoa. The gas is coming out. Um, but no, I think See, it, we're keeping that in honest yeah. form of media. <laughs> exactly. Um, but I think, uh, like with what's going on in the world right now, um, there news, you can read anything in the news and try to believe it. But what I'm seeing more is even like firsthand accounts of what's going on. They're turning into podcasts and you can actually learn from those individuals without having to see, I think the rawness of like all the information coming at you at once, because I think you can listen to it, pause it, process, listen to it more rather than this, like, this is what's going on, but then also this is what's going on, this is what's going on, this is what's going on. Like it's ultimately just like one channel that you can actually have control over mm-hmm. how often and how little you want to listen to it, yeah. which I think has immense benefit because uh, you watch something in 30 seconds, you're only going to see 30 seconds, whereas mm-hmm. this is more of like a, a format of like you can listen, you can watch, you can pause, you can go and search, oh, they said this about this thing. How true is that? How not true is that? Oh, I want to mm-hmm. learn more about this. I don't want to learn more about this. Like, oh, I never thought about this way. It causes you to think more and to engage more than I think uh, like a TikTok or mm-hmm. uh, something else of that format. So That's a good point because like to the visuals of it, like mm-hmm. we're in the same vein of countercultural with not tons of editing and, you know, jumping around and stuff. It allows you to engage less of your senses, which means you have like more like processing room. Mm -hmm. Like sure, they might have video podcasts, but it's not interesting what's on the screen. It's still a slow paced conversation between two people. And I don't necessarily need to watch the video form to get all the information, hopefully. Um, So like I can be just as educated and be taking in the news and processing it in my head as I'm hearing it instead yeah. of watching news footage plus yeah. the audio overlay and the yeah. blah, blah, blah. And the emotional aspects of different things too. I think this is like a completely like what you're getting on, which I, I think is super important is like it, it makes you slow down enough to actually obtain the information and learn what you're hearing. Mm-hmm. And then to, either digest it in a way they're like, oh, like I do or do not want this mm-hmm. um, rather than like the emotional appeal of like here, it's right in your face, 30 seconds or if it's on the news, like you ha- you're you like engaged with it because it's that level of emotion. Whereas like this is like, no, like let's eliminate all of that. And hopefully the podcasts that you're listening to are of that value and not like, you know, spewing different things out there. Mm-hmm. Uh, Cause there is that, like there's that everywhere, but I think it's finding the right mold and right f- aspect of things, which can really help. Yeah, for sure. I mean, 
yeah, podcast so cool. Like, yeah. I just can't speak highly enough about them, especially yeah. as like even this season, like being married and living like 30 minutes, 40 minutes from work. Yeah. Like my experience on those drives mm-hmm. has been in like just completely yeah. changed because one, obviously I'm not watching videos in my car, <laughs> but like I'm able to fully engage in a podcast yeah. and like it that's a benefit of one driving a long time which is you know whatever way you want to interpret that but for me i found it as a plus because one it's quiet time for me yes um and i can also digest and process something yeah uh and that's a guaranteed time like if i didn't have a 30 40 minute commute i couldn't guarantee that i would have yeah an hour of quiet time each day to Mm digest what's happening in the world or educate myself a lot of my podcasts are like kind of self-helpy where it's like uh creatives talk Mm. with other creatives on how to price yourself correctly or blah 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 and and all this stuff that you know we kind of preach as silo Mm. uh those are one of my forms of inspiration that keep my creativity flowing yeah i mean and and now with Spotify having audiobooks, I'm sorry that you don't have it on your account. <laughs> no, what is this? Spotify. But, yeah. But like all the different books out there that yeah. that are in audio form now that I can yeah. consume like podcasts. I've never been an audiobook guy, but trying mm. to get into it because I love podcasts so much yeah. now. Yeah. And it's just a different way to consume that information. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Uh, this podcast is so cool. Yeah. Uh, the, the value of, of this podcast too started with one, we wanted to be students of it. Yes. But then two, we also like w- use this as a way to spew our own like knowledge. Yeah. And serves as um, like a format of therapy too. Yeah. I think that's what the biggest thing mm-hmm. was is like, sure, we put a lot of stuff out there and it's a lot of work and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. But this is a lot of work, but f- like, so wholeheartedly fun for both of us yeah because it's like two guys just sitting around a table Mm. talking i'm not like having to worry about the editing later it's like it's just going to be a a long form of hangout and for us to like sit down and one it's a bonding activity and and two it's just like we do Mm. have things to say and honestly we aren't just two dudes anymore like we've We've was amassed experience. Somewhat intelligent dudes talking about stuff that somewhat might interest you. Yeah, yep. exactly. And now we are dudes that do matter in this <laughs> yeah, world. That have some level of intelligence. <laughs> <laughs> but, and look how it's turned. It's because we've actually documented yeah. how far we've come from our first episodes, which yeah. have been hilarious. Yeah. Uh, and, and more turning into us hoping to expel knowledge from our four years of, of doing this yeah. um, because we we can talk uh, from authority on some aspects of, of what yeah. we do. And if we can't, we listen to podcasts to help educate ourselves to go yeah. further. It's a continual process. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I think it's just a really cool circle for us because I really enjoy this so Same. much. Like, I can't say it enough. Like, yeah, I love podcasts, but I love doing these. Yeah. Because... Those past interviews that I did, like all last like two months that these mm. have been coming out, like it's just been the coolest experience to yeah. talk to to new people. And I know we started doing that with yeah. our Instagram lives that we did every yes. Saturday during every 2021. Saturday night, man. Dude, it, that was something else. And and it's a different beast. It was. It was. That's memory lane right there. Yeah. Like that's old stuff. Yeah. And those are some, if we're being honest, like some of our closest friends came from those, those lives. Exactly. Yeah. Crazy. So like to, to see how far you can come from having conversations with people Mm. has been so cool. And I think I've learned so much from just sitting down with people. And the only thing that, that has changed is that I'm having a conversation, but I'm also recording it for other people to see. Which is really cool. And you're giving them an opportunity to show or also to speak on and to encourage others with whatever they may be bringing. And then also to, um, you know, it's a it's a literally a leg of transformational community because you're literally like it's building up members because you're giving them an opportunity to speak up about mm-hmm. something that they may or may not have been able to in the past, yeah, which is I, a huge win. So I think I heard this really cool quote on threads maybe or someone said it Mm. but along the lines of like community is when you let other people 
take the microphone mm. or like let other people take he the helm of it. Mm -hmm. Because if you think about it, like mm. you're standing on a soapbox if you're just talking at people. Yes. But when you are able to give up the control and mm -hmm. like know that someone isn't going to like, you know, yes. go crazy with it. That's when you build that trust. Like you have trust with the person to be yes. able to do that. And that's more of a, you know, a metaphor for something larger. Yes. But, you know, community is when you can give up control. Yeah. Basically. Dang. Quote that right there. So I, I thought that was that Make was that really thing good. real right there. That's <laughs> yeah. But it's yeah, and that's so true. I love I, yeah this whole season with like letting other people come on and and just get to know them and let other people get to know them has been super cool. And I hope that people have been touched from them. Mm -hmm. So yeah, I, I think I think in the future, just for me, I'm like so in with podcasting at the moment that yeah. I want to buy like a full like good microphones like mm. you know I've been using this like shotgun guy for a yeah. while and I have one that I've been hanging Early on to podcast you were, you would just hold it yeah exactly mm -hmm. and I have the the little guys that I that I use sometimes mm -hmm. or would wirelessly put on my cameras yes uh but these microphones are pretty cool hopefully they sound good I haven't mm -hmm. actually tested them yet oh, cool um, oopsie if this turns out bad, <laughs> but for the most part, like, yeah, I just want to invest. Cause I feel like there, there is room in the local market for businesses yeah. to catch up to what's been happening in, in larger areas and for, for businesses to have podcasts that yeah. go behind the scenes with either their CEO or marketing team yeah. or something to get to know them better. Yeah. And I think that builds trust with, you know, the people that are going to invest in them or whatever. Yes. I mean, for an example, I think Taylor Chip, which is like a comp, uh, cookie company. Yeah. Uh, they have one in Lancaster and they're opening in one in New York. Mm -hmm. I think they have a podcast. Really? Yeah. And that's I'm like, so that's, cool. they're, I feel like they're on trend. And that's I'm like, cool. I love that they're like showing behind the scenes mm. of, of this cookie business that, that these people started in their, I think twenties or thirties. Oh like, wow. That's, they're like a young couple that. That's really cool. That is, has, you know, a new store opening up their mm. second store. So I I just think it's so cool. Yeah. And I, I think more companies need that. And mm. and I want to be able to serve people because I feel like yeah. we've gotten, you know, so much experience from it. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, it's people talking and they're just passionate about it. Like everything mm -hmm. else they don't know. They don't know yeah. how to set up the cameras or the lights and stuff. Yeah. Uh, or, you know, plan out what to talk about, yeah. which is, you know, something you're really good at. Mm. Um, and I think there's, there's room in the niche. So I want to invest in my gear to help serve other people better. Mm. So that's that's my future. I think fire you know, future right there. Whatever whatever viewership happens <laughs> on Silo, sure it's it's so I'm so thankful for all the people that listen, yeah. but I know there are so many more people that can be influenced mm. and impacted by podcasts. So yeah. I want to keep growing. Especially if it can remains in that kind of like local end or like global sphere cuz then people get to kind of I think we're in this era of people want to know what's going on um some of it may be a little nosy but other aspects of it it's i think it's an actual um truth of like hey like oh i generally i feel like everybody kind of asks questions would wonder like how does taylor chip make their cookies mm -hmm. well now they can listen to a podcast of how taylor chip like began to make their business where it came from and hear from people rather than just like reading it from a website, which I think sometimes can become a little interpersonal. Like this is a way that people can be like, oh, I can hear their voices. I know who they are, kind of know the story. Um, and regardless if that's like just the business, like they just have a podcast about it or a, a local company is coming through and doing it. I think it provides substantial value. Yeah. I mean, and two, I think it just like, like completely brings the curtain like away. Like you probably yeah. don't see, you know, whoever is CEO yeah. as often as you would. But if you had them on a podcast, one, it's a low barrier to entry for them. They just sit down yeah. and talk for an hour. It's just like another meeting. Yeah. But spewing knowledge that will help their social credibility and, and yeah. trust with both their employees and the rest of the world. I feel like mm. that's so necessary when you think of larger mid range like businesses, yeah. like, you just need to 
find a very transparent route to yeah. understand the top or like the leadership or whatever. Yeah. And you don't get that in scripted videos that Mm-mm. tell, you know, a story video of telling what the company is about. It's yeah. like, let me sit down with the CEO of this company for 45 minutes yeah. and I can help discern if this is, you know, if this is a good person in general, but also like what's tough mm. about this? What, what did mm. you do that can educate me to, you know, pick up a habit that you did. Yeah. And I feel like it almost brings back what like journalism, like that sphere into podcasting, which I think is a unique way because I think right now the American public at least is faced with news and knowledge that can easily be skewed or misinterpreted or only soundbited in certain ways. And I feel like this, because a lot of times I feel like people feel Regardless, is like it could be scripted, it can't be scripted, or um, there's so many different perspectives and personalities and the whole nine yards. But this is a format I think that we talked about earlier that it can, we want to bring it full circle. Like it knocks down all of those things and literally is like, what do you think? Because this is a person genuinely sitting down and talking about mm-hmm. what's going on. Um, and then can also open the conversation up for more. Because if somebody's talking about their business and how it started and they're like, oh my gosh, like this is, they didn't start it because of this or because that they wanted to do this, they wanted to do that. And so then it also, I think, uh, it almost requires a level of vulnerability from that person, um, from both people. And which I think is, like you said, builds that trust, continues that, um, kind of cycle, which is incredibly important. Um, transformational community is is huge and there's books about it. I mean, mm-hmm. people go to school for it. So I think it's I don't important. know anyone who's going to school for community <laughs> building. I, but I don't know. Those guys are nerds. Yeah, they really are nerds. Bob the builder. Yeah. Bob the community builder? Pff, loser. I know, right? <laughs> Man, Bob the builder was such a... I, I forgot about that show <laughs> until just recently. I mean, I forget who... I don't know who, where that conversation came from, but Bob the builder, there was like Manny the mechanic like there's really? all those like different like shows bob of, of the builder universe is expanding yeah, it is bro it's a <laughs> it's a universe man and like fix it felix from wreck it ralph oh yeah, yeah, yeah. there's like so many that are just like their character is like oh i'm gonna fix it i'm gonna build it mm. so mm. i don't know where i got there but <laughs> <laughs> i mean another thing that's been countercultural, i think too is the art of like slowing down mm. and being more present i feel like you've been going through that season a lot. I know we, we talked last episode a lot about like taking it slower and, mm-hmm. and what you've discovered. Um, what are, what are some of like the, the things that you found through podcasts possibly mm-hmm. or books that, that have changed how you perceive things? Uh, I think it's uh, uh, one of the most notable books that I think have has honestly changed my perspective on uh, this a, a term that has come up, it, it's called hurry culture. Like we're in this, um, as an American society, society, especially even I think globally. Um, but I think more so, um, in Western culture is this, this term called hurry culture, um, which basically is like this mindless and continual process of like, you have to experience everything. You got to do what you got to do to, to reach the business ladder. And oftentimes that's a result or fault of, um, relationships failing and, um, society, moral values and their infrastructures crumbling because we're constantly picking up the pace and ultimately losing on like the integrity and the value of what it takes to put something into place and into practice and the time that it may or may not take. Um, And so as a result, like we have creatives, business people, this hits everybody, like working 40, typically often more than 50 plus hours. Do we know Um, anything about that? Yeah, I know, right? Uh, Which something that I I read um, was about how like productivity and our ability to do things well there's actually studies of like mm-hmm. what is that time frame and it's a normal work week which is like 40 to 50 hours depending on what your job is and after you hit that limit you're really not 
being more productive, you're actually doing that product at a lesser of quality. Yeah. Um, it's like diminishing returns after yeah. a certain point. And so we're continuous this, like I have to work these tumultuous hours. I have to, um, I have to like ignore family to get this done. I think to certain levels that is needed, especially if you're a single parent on all those areas. I think those, that's not to take away from the reality of, of a lot of, what people suffer and go through. Um, but I think what really is this thing of like what we ruthlessly need to eliminate is this idea that we need to produce more, do more, accomplish more, um, look at more, do this, do that. And like this continuous, because if we're being honest with ourselves, like, I don't know about you guys and I don't know about you, but like, if I'm staring at social media for hours on end, my brain hurts, my body feels blah. I feel like I just wasted three hours of my life when I could have read a book. I could have engaged with my wife. I could have um, learned something new. Uh, but instead, I was consuming content that may or may not have been actually beneficial. Um, and so some of that process has been like, okay, I'm going to look at the clothes that I have. How much of this clothing actually yield significant value. Mm -hmm. Um, and I've eliminated so much of my clothing, but in that process, I've engaged with this like mercy grace, like serving because and a humility, cause I've been like, Oh my gosh, I have so much clothing. I can give this away to people that may need it. And so it's like a simple mundane task, but it ultimately benefits the community because like you're feeding into like, okay, I can give this to people. Uh, another example is like making my phone dumb. Like I've, I love this one. Yeah. It, it's like, it killed me when I learned it. Cause I like, this is the stupidest thing ever, but like it, it has helped me so much. Cause we, there's studies that go about of like, the dopamine addictions that we get from colors from our phones, like our phones, as much as like we grow up hearing from people like, Oh my gosh, the phones are the enemy and all that stuff. There's actual, like there was science behind maybe like 2% of those claims, but like there is actual science now that backs up the fact that like, when we look at our phone, we become more addicted to it because the companies that make them make sure that the colors and things um, that our, our brains become addicted to them. So a way that I've done a way to kind of eliminate being on my phone and being more present, engaging with conversations, um, which again, continues to feed this culture of community. Um, cause if I'm constantly on my phone, how am I able to listen to the conversation, um, and maybe speak into somebody's life? Um, but I've completely eliminated all color on my phone. So I've eliminated like emails and um, any sort of work related thing. I've eliminated the internet browsers, like all that kind of stuff. Um, and part of that's some personal journey, but at the same time, it's made me be disgusted at looking at my phone mm -hmm. and by default opened me up to more conversation. Like I'm not going to like look at emails for hours, I'm going to like go out and create. It opens my brain up to the capacity to actually create, engage, because not only am I now well-rested and engaging in community because now I have the time, but I'm also not like constantly droned out by things that could not help. Yeah. Um, and then another aspect of it, uh, something that I've, I've, I've been practicing is like, being in silence, like learning what it looks like to eliminate things that are distractions um, and kind of just sit in a space where it's like, okay, I'm going to sit in silence or I'm going to drive and not be focused on 10 million things because it helps my body to feel rested. Um, and, but also at the same time continues this perpetual cycle of growing up community. Um, Cause if, I'm eliminating the things that do not provide substantial value. It opens me up to create, but then also to engage in the community more, mm -hmm. which if we want, I think if we're being honest, if we want to help the culture around us, the society around us, the people around us who are dealing with um, poverty and all of those awful and atrocious things that our culture honestly suffers from and America there's epidemics of 
is eliminating things that distract us so that we can actually have the reality in front mm. of us. Um, and what would it look like instead of like consuming five hour, three to five hours every day of TikTok content that we're actually outside walking in let's say York City and we're seeing what's in front of us, like it opens us up to more possibility of what we could do. Mm-hmm. Um, and seeing like, oh, like it could inspire you so much so that you're like, I'm gonna now focus on fixing homelessness. Mm-hmm. Like it's opportunity rather than like you're limited. So something that we've talked about earlier of like, you want to create, you want to do, you want to um, continue to feed the fire. Well, what is feeding you? Mm-hmm. And if you find what is feeding you is not beneficial or is actually hurting you or whatever, fill in the blank, distracting you, it'll prevent you from opening up your opportunity. Um, and like, what, wow, like that hurry culture is, is real and it's present and it's everywhere. Um, but what better way as creatives to do what creatives do and find mm-hmm. creative ways to eliminate it. Mm-hmm. And so, I mean, it's, I think too, which is all, all of those insane things. I have so much to learn, <laughs> first of all, but also like, I think about getting bored. Mm-hmm. You are never going to be bored if you're constantly stimulated or like on yeah. some kind of like dopamine high yeah. from watching things. Yeah. Like I think about like if you take like cough medicine or, you know, yeah. you're, you just like kind of like you're yeah. a little bit like little not buzzed. buzzed. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you're like a little buzzed and you're like, no, you can't focus or like yeah. you're in a little bit of a ditch, just a different state. I mean, sure, your health is like, you know, improved versus like sneezing or whatever yeah. at time. But like. I think about that. I'm like, oh, I really just don't want to do anything once I'm like a little buzzed on cough syrup mm-hmm. or whatever. And that's what like TikTok is. I feel like yeah. like I've, I eliminated TikTok maybe like April of this year mm-hmm. and I've seen so many more like, like focus benefits from mm-hmm. it. Like I watch long form YouTube. Yeah. I'm not in YouTube shorts. I'm not in yeah. reels. I'm not in TikTok, but like to just focus, like even just eliminating TikTok helped me yeah. so much. Like mm-hmm. it really is just, we can preach on it all the time, but yeah. like uh, eliminating those stimulants for you to be able to like mm-hmm. realize that you want to do other things. Mm-hmm. Like it's so easy and fast to do the things that are yeah. right in front of you. It's so hard and rewarding to do the things that are not right in front of you. Yeah. And so to eliminate those things mm-hmm. is so cool. I mean, you even talked about how, like, walking slower i think yeah. is, is something that like is a weird thing for people to think Driving about but it's a practical limit. yeah <laughs> yeah like all those things just contribute to you having time to explore yourself more mm-hmm. even i agree and i think even to come off of what you're saying about stimulants like if you think about it stimulants there's no like you don't need to take them, you know, like stimulants are things that create like an increase and boost in certain areas. So like you think about bodybuilding, like that's such a culture, like, Oh, I'm going to take this stimulant or I'm going to do this so that my muscles improve. But then like 30, 40 years, you hear people like, Oh my gosh, why did I do that? My body is now suffering. Mm -hmm. Um, you put it in that lens of like the more like stimulants are only, we put it in this way, like stimulants are short, short term pleasure, long term loss. Mm-hmm. Same with like if we put it in the lens of a hurry culture, it's short term pleasure, long term loss, because rather than like instead of washing or doing those things, like you said, like I've you've eliminated the 20 like plus TikToks that you could have watched by watching an hour long educational inspiring video that created more opportunity for more. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's, it's not necessarily saying that these things are bad. It's just saying like how, where are your framework? In? Sure. It's, I mean, screen time is the same at that yeah. point, you know, yeah. but, but the gain or mm-hmm. the introspection that could have been had mm-hmm. is, you know, yeah, is a lot it's incredible. better. And like, even like, like, like you said, of like walking slower, driving the speed limit, like the, like people get so angry, like 
fury. I think if we're like, I think that's another epidemic is like this anger. Mm. Like people are just so mm. like underlyingly frustrated, angry, upset. Um, everybody's yelling at each other. There's like, it's just everywhere. It's this root of just anger and anger and anger and anger. And we see videos of road rage of just like people yelling and like screaming. And honestly, looking at a fellow human being with less respect than like a piece of corn. Like it's this not, it's not good. And specifically so, corn. Specifically corn, okay, you know, good. which has no nutritional value. <laughs> um, <laughs> but uh, so. All we those think, corn lovers out there yeah, right. just yeah. ruined. Ruined. Um, but if we think about it in that sphere, like if we, if you, what would it look like if you drove, like not under the speed limit, but let's say like within five minutes or five miles, like instead of 20, instead of 50 at a 35, you're driving 40. Like it allows for you to be not only more aware, but then if somebody is riding your rear, then you're like, oh my gosh, that was me. And mm. now I know what it feels like. It makes you kind of, again, be more introspective, but then also slow down enough to be like, oh my gosh, I would have gotten so upset with somebody driving this. Mm. Now I am that person getting that same action. Mm. Um, and so it, it, there's an incredible amount of, like don't just take like my or your word for it. Like there's so many like scientific studies out there that prove the importance of these things. Yeah. And, Where and have you seen that in your life? Like mm. we've talked about these practices, you say yeah. that there's studies, but like down and dirty, where mm. have you seen that affect you? Mm. Um, that's a good question. You can take as long as you want to answer it so you can have some introspection time. I know. I think <laughs> uh, if we're riding on like the previous kind of episodes and things of just like ideas of I was so stressed and anxious and worried and filled with this like just uncertainty. But then as soon as I began to eliminate these distractions and engaging in these practices, like actually getting eight hours of sleep, um, and watching that like stockpile over time, like it allowed, it literally like changed my life. Like I began to realize like, oh my gosh, like I can, it opens me up for so much more. Like I can, um, like we're both we both are Christian and it opens me up for more opportunity to engage with God, like to mm -hmm. hear his voice, to, um, experience those things in community rather than like checking my phone every 20 minutes because I want to see a text or I need mm -hmm. to see an email. Um, but then one that really killed me was like driving the speed limit. I didn't know how much I sped until like I, realized, oh my gosh, I need to drive 25 here and I'm driving 50. Like I need to slow down. Um, and it's like sitting in silence. Like I've become addicted to it. Like I love just sitting in silence and hearing what's around me. Um, it's made me become, I think more human rather than digital. Mm. Um, and if we want, I think to, change community and be transformational and to love our neighbor as ourselves, we need to eliminate the distractions that prevent us from doing those things and realize that we're human beings that can only process a certain amount of things every day. Um, and if we constantly overload that, then we, we, I think honestly, we fail at what we're supposed to do on mm. our, or what our job is on this earth. Mm -hmm. Um, and so I think for me, it just made me like incredibly, it, it just changed who I was. Cause I was like, cause none of these practices are inherently like, um, have a like stigmatism to, you know, it's just like simple stuff. That's like, seems really silly and childish and funny, but help you to, slowly over time recognize things which is i think important yeah i mean just at the end of the day going back to 
the work week. Like if mm. you were to work 70 hours, you're not doing those 70 hours well. No. You may be doing like 40, 50 of them. Sure. Yeah. And that extra 20, what are you doing? Like for majority of that time, you're like, oh my gosh, I'm still here. I'm working. Right. I'm frustrated. I'm angry. Or, and, and even if you are trying to perform at your highest, yeah. it's not physically possible for you to <sighs> be a hundred percent for seven mm. hours, 70 hours. Mm. Like part of the work cycle is finding rest yes. and finding places to slow down so that when you do switch onto the work mode, mm. you're able to do it with perceived excellence yes. or to the best of your ability. Yes. Um, and being able to segment those, like I'm going to rest really well during these hours mm. and work really hard during these mm. hours, like is a, is a game changer to not be constantly on yeah. uh, and worrisome and stressed and mm. everything else. And I think it also goes to say, like, for those, like, I think it, it's to each their own, like, each person can find rest and slowness and different things. Mm-hmm. I know it's difficult for, like we said earlier, of, like, a single parent trying to manage three kids and work a full-time job. Finding rest is so incredibly hard. Um, but it's something that I think if you don't value it and don't put in the hard work in the front end, you're not going to be able to see or reap the benefits in the back end. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think for those that have to do insane amount of work, you know, to make a living, I think it's finding moments where as an individual, you can like, what would it look like? I think anybody can spare five minutes. Like what Mm -hmm. would it look like to like sit, take a break, put away things for just five minutes, like give you, Regain your bearings a little bit. Find a structure that makes you yeah. make less decisions too. Exactly. There's probably decisions that you don't have to make every day. Yeah. Like that you can either get rid of or automate or figure mm. out some way that like, like you said with clothes, I'm the same way. I'm like, mm. I wear the same yeah. few sets of outfits every week because mm. it just eliminates what I have to stress about in the morning. Yes. Like you, either you could, you could, you know, it's totally fair if you want to set out your outfit the day before or the night before, mm. you know, but imagine waking up and your closet is everything matches each other yeah. kind of stuff. I feel like yeah. that's kind of like our wavelength of it. Yes. So exactly. Gavin, I want you to close this out in whatever way you, that you want. <laughs> close I threw this on you right now. Out and but I want you to, to, to give us, yeah. Um, I think, if anything, I think as a creative, um, challenging you to look at what you do on the day to day and kind of assess, be introspective, tap in silo community and creative communities. Oh, um, tap in. I think whatever that looks like for you as an individual, tap in and connect and engage and support and do all of the above. Yeah, that was my outro. Yeah. That was outro with the bro. Outro with the bro. Yeah. Happy holidays, who, y'all. Who doesn't have a fro? No, bro, no. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> have a good holidays. Yeah. And don't forget to. Uh, don't forget to to butter your bread. Or your biscuits. <laughs> Butter your biscuits whenever you want. Yeah, whenever you want. Just slather them suckers up. with. <laughs> you have my permission. <laughs> you have my permission and Gavin's permission. Butter your biscuits as much as you want. If that's a full yep. stick of butter for one slice of biscuit, you do it. Yes. Because you deserve it. Yep. And if you think you don't. Then butter your pancakes. Next level. Yeah. Do you actually put butter in your pancakes? Yeah. Waffles? Waffles. So it depends. Do you do waffles? But so pancakes for sure, because I feel like it increases the taste. Mm-hmm. I don't know why. You it's need it for the pancakes specifically. Yeah. yeah, especially if you like put them like right in between the stack. Oh, mm-hmm. get the layers of butter. Okay. Um, right. But waffles, I don't think I do it that much. I think How often do you have waffles? <laughs> we'll on that. We'll I don't think I've this. had waffles in like a hot minute. I need like. A month number, please. Oh, it's probably been like five to six months, if not more. Silo, <laughs> we need you to tap in. <laughs> is Get that waffles. A, is, is that is that too long? 
for, no, for Gavin to have it is, waffles. It is. Especially like if it's like a cinnamon sugar, like. <laughs> well, that, yeah, that is like a must. Yeah. Science so toast, though. Well, yeah, that's next level. That mm-hmm. is top tier breakfast. Bro. Mm hmm. Yeah. Well, what, why, like, I wonder where waffles came from. What, what Belgium? <laughs> Belgium <laughs> totally. I, maybe Ego. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Ego. Yeah, that yeah, place. That place. It's pretty dope. Silo tap in is five months. A, a, a logical amount of time to go without eating waffles. Let us know. Hmm. Peace out. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> nice job. Good job.